welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to the program. I'm your host, Raven Fanny, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we are talking about the new film, Beyond the Mask, Maya, the B-Movie, and Iris. Plus, we will be talking with producer Aaron Burns about his new film, Beyond the Mask. So, to start off the show, we have with us Justin. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you, Raven? I am doing very well. Um, So, you are here with us to talk all about the new film, Beyond the Mask. So, will you do us a favor and give us an overview of the plot? (laughs) Of course. Well, Beyond the Mask is a pretty awesome film. It actually came out April uh, 6th. Uh, it's a story um, basically about this guy named William Reynolds, and he is a um, he's a part of this the, the Britain East Trading Company, and he has a, he comes from a pretty bad past, um, and he's trying to basically fix his reputation. So he lo- he like he's in love with this girl named Charlotte, which is pretty cool, and um, he's he's basically trying to fight both flies, being a double like living a double life um, from where he where he used to. Um, be involved in now to where he is who he is today and so um he's he wears his mask um to basically um against the 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 old company that he used to work with or like the the, the uh i would say the uh antagonist in the, in the film uh-huh. um there he's basically trying to uh redeem his um his name and who he is and his reputation so he kind of is on both sides he's trying to face uh, situations where he's dealing with um, trying to show who he is as a person um, and redeem his reputation. I can't talk much about. I think I think you should watch the film, but I will say that most of the film it deals with faith, uh, forgiveness, um, love, but also has a lot of interesting things like you know action and and all the kind of stuff that we all like in the film. So I would definitely want anyone to check it out. It's awesome. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a very interesting film. It's got a bit of history to it, some yeah, romance. Yeah. It seems very visually beautiful, right. um, you know, lots of wonderful messages. So what did you think of the film? I thought it was awesome. Um, to be honest, when you hear um, films about faith or Christian uh, films, sometimes you automatically get a uh, perspective on what it's going to be about. Um, <laughs> and over the years, I've always kind of... I'm a Christian as well, but I've always judged those films because you don't expect them to be awesome. This film, the editing was amazing. Uh, I, I can tell they did a lot of cool, um, like, just to be honest, a lot of, in this season, a lot of movies came out like Fast Furious and all those movies they did with all these um, cool effects. This movie just hit on the spot. I'm, a, I'm an action film kind of guy. So I love the romance part of it as well, but I love the effects and the, uh, the authentic that they had. Mm-hmm. And so talk to me a little bit more about the visuals, because I'm looking here at some of like the posters and the images from yeah. the film, and it looks gorgeous, not only with the special effects, but also um, the costumes and the set because of the time period that it's placed yes. in. So talk to me about that. Yes, it's supposed to, um, most of the actors, they have some kind of accent, uh, I would say a British accent. So it, it's the setting, it's like uh, in this British area, this town. Um, and like, the, like you said, the costume. So most of like at this time frame is years is not like, you know, modern day. Right, um, so it's, it's mostly, um, like you said, histor- historical, um, actually there's, there's a character Ben Franklin in it. And so, um, it's kind of like, um, I'm not too sure if it's, it's based on a true story, but it has a lot of historical, um, you know, features in the film. 
That sounds very cool. Um, so talk to me a little bit about the character development and relationships in the film, because as you mentioned, there's this main character, William Reynolds, who not only has sort of like this double life that he's living, but he's also balancing, I'm sure, you know, relationships with his friends and family, um, his love for Charlotte. So talk to me about his character development and relationships. Yes. Well, um, William, he's at this place where, um, where we all kind of get in life sometimes where, um, we try to, uh, become a better person. And so he's facing challenges trying to be a good person. You know, um, he used to be a part of this bad um, group and now he's trying to be a good person. So his love for Charlotte, which is, uh, her uncle, um, doesn't like William at all. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, um, throughout the film, there's actually scenes, um, there's one of my favorite scenes is when, uh, it's, it's like towards the ending. It's actually the ending when uh, William is almost about to get stabbed for the last time and he gets electric or well, the, the uncle gets electrocuted. But long story short, um, William Reynolds is this um, he's a leader of this uh, missionary um, and he's basically he's trying to change. Um, he's trying to become a better person. Um, and like you said, living a double life, it's kind of difficult. And even when he's trying to do good, it just seems like doing good is not enough. They still want to prosecute him. They still want to kill him. Um, and so um, that's kind of who he is. And then Charlotte is just like the sweetheart in the film. Um, but her uncle doesn't approve of, of her love for William. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like there's definitely a lot of conflict and growth throughout the film, which I think is very important in a, in a movie that the character arch and development is, you know, very prevalent. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are talking about the films Beyond the Mask, Maya the B-Movie, and Iris, and later we will be talking with the producer of the film Beyond the Mask, Aaron Burns. Um, so right now I have with me Justin, and we are talking all about the film Beyond the Mask, uh, which sounds like a very interesting movie. Could you yes, talk to me about a favorite scene, if you have one? Yes. Um, I, like I said the early, um, earlier, my second favorite scene... I put it in my notes. Okay, here it goes. Um, it's it's to, it's the most it's in the beginning where uh, there's this guy and I'm doing put in quotes. He says, "Hell has been waiting for you," and William kind of kind of shows who he is. He says, "You know, I know I'm trying to become a better person, but I'm going to prove to you that you know um, I have I also have to defend myself." So they get into a fight um, um, in the beginning of the film, um, kind of showing that you know sometimes. Although we try to change or we try to become a good, um, good person, um, sometimes we can't let people run over us. So that was one of my favorites. And another favorite part was when William was talking to Charlotte behind a tree. And he was basically trying to convince her, apologizing to her and asking for forgiveness. But um, I, don't, I don't think she realized that was him until he came up behind the tree and uh, they hugged. And you know, that was kind of like the romance part of the film. Mm-hmm. And well, then also when he proposed to her. <laughs> that was awesome. That's sweet. Well, it sounds like this film is kind of full of messages and morals and and um, ideals that people could use throughout their whole life. And I know you talked a little bit about how it has, you know, love and faith in it. Um, but what other well. morals or messages do you think that this film can teach people, um, even if, you know, they aren't necessarily religious? Um, forgiveness. You know, um, people make mistakes in life and, you know, having forgiveness for, um, for other people. Um, I would also forgiveness and love. Um, for people and even in spite of the things that they do or their mistakes. 
Well, I think that's definitely a very good message, and it seems very universal. Um, So there are a lot of different characters throughout this film who embody sort of different um, personality traits and characteristics. If you had to be one character in this film, who do you think you'd be and why? Uh, I would probably be William because he's the main character and he's a cool guy. But if I wanted to be an evil guy, I would be the uncle. Um, (laughs) He's just, he just, he's, he's really um, rude and just spiteful. Um, and he, he wants to, he wants to kill William. Um, and, um, I thought it was pretty cool. The last scene where he tried to kill him, but he tried to stab William for the last time, but he actually kind of backfired on him because he got electrocuted. So. Oh goodness. See, sometimes my favorite characters in movies are the characters that you hate because it takes a oh, really good actor to make yeah. you like, be like, Oh my God, that character is just evil. Uh, so sometimes my favorite characters are the bad guys, despite, you know, popular belief and, and you know, favoritism and whatnot. Um, so speaking of the acting, what did you think about the cast in this film and how they all worked together? Yes. The cast, um, they're amazing. Um, I actually, um, when I interview Aaron, Aaron later, um, I'm going to ask him about, um, you know, they they had this British accent through the whole film. So I wondered, did they actually shoot this in, in some parts of England or in Brit- um, Britain? So, um, yes, the cast was amazing. Um, this was my first time seeing, I don't, I'm not too sure about the work of these actors, but it was my first time seeing a few of those actors in the mm-hmm. film, but they were awesome. Yeah, I'm looking through the cast list, and there's not a lot of actors that I'm super familiar with, but I mean, sometimes the best movies have those, you know, actors that they're like, oh my gosh, I've just found someone. I've just found an amazing person, and and I can tell that I'll see them throughout. And then now you can follow their journey now, and you can see what's what's the next thing they're going to be working on, and oh, yeah, I saw is the first feature film that they've done or something like that. So <laughs> um, so talk to me a little bit about the soundtrack of this film, because I know a lot of times with um, like period films, the soundtrack and the musical score is very important in conveying the time period that it's in, <clears> and <throat> especially since there's action and drama. So what did you think of that? Yes, the music, um, it was mostly instrumental throughout the film. Um, you know, in the dramatic scenes, they had, you know, the, the music kind of, rising up and then in the romantical romantical um scenes there were you know music that was you know peaceful and calm um so the music was awesome but it was mostly instrumental throughout the film awesome well thank you so much for talking to us all about beyond the mask um it is in theaters now so make sure you check it out it is rated pg so definitely it's in selected theaters selected theaters Mm -hmm. selected theaters so make sure you check out which theater it is in and go check it out justin thank you so much for talking with us all about this film it seems very wonderful and i cannot wait to see it yes no problem (laughs) thank you (laughs) let's take a break i'm your host raven devani from kids first coming attractions on voice america kids for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Your hosts, all eight of them, have been selected by Kids First as film critics through a national competition. Each week, they will preview new movies before you see them, walk the red carpet with the stars, and will review the latest DVDs. Our hosts range from ages 7 to 14 to give you a wider kids' perspective. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 
does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids. Live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you. Join us every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the Internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Gavani, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. So right now we have with us a very special guest. We have Aaron Burns, and I'm going to hand over the uh, microphone, shall we say, to Justin to take it away with this interview. Awesome. Hello, guys. I'm Justin Story, and I'm here with the producer of um, Beyond the Mask. His name is Aaron Burns. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you this evening, Justin? I'm doing awesome. Uh, I have a few questions, only because I'm also into film and filmmaking. What inspired you to produce this film? Well, that's a great question. There are uh, really a number of things that were instrumental in inspiring this movie. One was um, I love adventure stories. And I love action adventure stories. And I really wanted to make a movie that um, I still, I'm 27, but is it okay if I still consider myself oh, really? a kid? <laughs> um, so I, I still consider myself a young person and a kid. And, and I just, um, I think everyone who's a kid at heart loves adventure stories and loves a hero and loves a strong villain and loves a story that, that draws you in. And we wanted to make a movie that was um, adventure filled. But that was appropriate for the whole family to watch. So this is something that is really uh, an action adventure film that's targeted towards young people. They can get together with their friends and their families and watch this movie. And in addition to that, we wanted to tell a story that shared a, a, a hopeful, a positive message um, of, of faith. And so that uh, that's woven throughout this action adventure movie. And so that was our kind of our passion. And so we said, well, what would be what would be a great setting? Uh, to tell our story. And so the, the the theme that we wanted to talk about was this concept of, of identity and what makes us okay. And as, um, as young people, especially, I think our culture puts so much pressure on us to perform and to be good enough and to, to make ourselves look good in the eyes of the people around us. And we wanted to explore some of those concepts um, and do it in the context of an adventure story. So that's kind of the, the where the ideas came from. Okay. And uh, another question. Um, when did shooting and filming begin uh, on this project? Because I know that uh, to shoot a film like this, the process must take a, a while. Yes, uh, that, that's insightful. A lot of people think that you, you grab your cameras, you, ru- you run around on set, you shoot it, and then the next 10 minutes later you're in the theater. Uh, it's actually quite a long process. So uh, we shot the film in fall of 2012, and here it's coming okay. out in 2015. So uh, shooting, it was about 64 days of on-set uh, production over the course of, we, we, we shot for um, uh, most of those to- uh, 
50 some days and then we came back a couple months later and did an additional 15 days of shooting. So uh, that was in 20, late 2012 and early 2013. And then uh, you next launch into what's called post-production and the first phase of that is the editing. And then once the, the picture is locked, they call it the edit is on place. Well, the movie's full of green screens. It has, you know, trucks going by in the background or airplanes, which don't work for a period piece. And, you know, the, the guns don't sound loud and the sword clings don't sound big and there's no music. So you go into what's called uh, the post-production phase and that lasts and um, it's about a year and a half journey uh, from when you start the edit to when you have the visual effects done. So there's 750 visual effects shots in this film. So that's whether it's adding, you know, expanding the city in the background or just adding, enhancing the explosions. A lot of fun post-production work that goes into that, both with the, the music and the audio design and the, the visual effects. Awesome. And for uh, listeners who have not seen the film, there's a scene where Charlotte is secretly listening to her uncle's conversation and she's behind this wall. Uh, why is Charlotte trying to hide from her uncle? Well, that's a great question. Um, there is, uh, throughout the story, um, she is uh, learning and developing um, in her character and in what she understands and what she believes. And Charlotte is a, a beautiful, um, innocent young lady, uh, but she's also, she's also wise. She's also a thinker. And so uh, in, in the story, Charlotte uh, is our representation of love and of God's love for us. And sh she offers this mercy and forgiveness and this love to the, the hero, the main character, um, Will, and, um, th and shows a picture of, of the love, the unconditional love that God has for us. And throughout the um, course of the scene, you see her. Uh, or th throughout the course of the movie, you see her slowly becoming more suspicious of the things that the bad guys are doing. And so that kind of takes place towards the turning point there at the end. Awesome. This is, uh, I, I enjoyed the film. I think it dealt with a lot of um, life situations, like you said, about identity and knowing who we are and trying to not uh, consume ourselves in the world. Um, and so I just love the film. It was awesome. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we have been talking about the film Beyond the Mask, Maya the B-Movie, and Iris, and right now we are talking about Mask, and I will hand it back over to Justin to continue with the interview. All right. Okay, so another question. Um, William is trying to be a better person, um, and sometimes in life, tr sometimes when people recognize you from your past, it can be difficult to uh, change, I guess, um, because people know who you are. Um, but why is William still facing struggles on his way of becoming a good, a better person? Yeah, that that is a great that is a great question, and I think um, you you with that question you dive right into the um, the the question of faith in the in that is addressed in the movie and. Um, for all of us, I know I'm. I'm not. I'll come right out and say I'm not an assassin. I haven't worked yeah. East India Company and, and done all these bad things like Will did in the movie. Yeah. But there's, I fail every day, and there's things that that I wish that I could do better, and there's there's mistakes that I've made, and uh, things that I've tried to achieve that I haven't been able to. And yeah. if we're realistic, I think we all um, we all have those in our in our lives, and so. Um, in Beyond the Mask, we we take a look at that, and uh, it isn't it isn't a preachy movie by any stretch, and that's not the, the point of it. The point is to share um, a fun movie and, and share a message of hope. And the the faith angle that we explore in it 
is this concept of um, God's love for us and what he did through sending uh, sending his son for us. And the good works that as humans that we try to do and the ways we try to fix ourselves and to pay for our past and to sometimes build these masks to try to impress the people around us. The good news um, that, that my faith teaches me is that I don't have to be good enough, that, um, that Jesus has already done that work for me and that I can rest in who I am uh, through my relationship with him. And that's the hope that the movie shares um, as part of this adventure story. So I think as you see Will, um, like me, he's, he's trying in his own strength to be, to be good enough. And the culture raises such high standards for us. But the, the message of, of hope and good news is that we don't have to be good enough. We can rest uh, in, in what's already been done on our behalf. Yes. And, and uh, to add to that, um, the movie is also about forgiveness. And that's something that I got from it as well. Um, faith and forgiveness. And, you know, even, you know, William is involved in violence and deception and lies. Um, Charlotte's kind of like the, I won't say she's more, she's like the, the person who kind of motivates William to, to do well and to keep going. Um, so talk to me about um, what what made you or the writers um, make Charlotte's character someone that William feels attached to want to change? That's a great question. Well, we really wanted to find uh, find a way to share uh, through the film um, the love that, that we see that God has for us and the forgiveness that he offers. And we said, well, let's put that uh, in a character. Let's have a character that embodies. Uh, there's a line in the, in the film that, that Will says, you embody God's mercy for me. And so we wanted to, to find someone uh, who could show that love and be an example, both of, of the forgiveness and the love and the hope that we can find, and also an example of the kind of people that we should become. And, you know, it's, um, there's, a, there's another line later in the film that uh, Charlotte says, redemption and love can never be earned, but they're, they're a gift. And so it's our hope that the film would inspire us to both find that gift of love from God and then extend that gift of love and forgiveness to the people around us. And um, we were just inspired by, uh, by the, the love that, that we've been given and wanted to share that in just a, in a fun and beautiful picture uh, in the film with Charlotte. And Charlotte's a really fun girl uh, in the yes, movie. Yes, she is. Yeah. Yes. As you get later on, at first you meet her, you think she's maybe a little bit one-dimensional. Uh, oh, yes. but it sort of goes on later in the movie. Some, some more things come out about her, and she's a really fun character. Okay, and... What, why is the mask a big deal for listeners who haven't watched the film? Tell us, what does the mask uh, um, symbolize? Well, the mask symbolizes two things. One, it symbolizes an action-adventure slash superhero type movie because all of our, all of our favorite superheroes <laughs> wear these masks. And so as we were dreaming up the story, we said, well, we want this to be fun. We want this to be an adventure story. So let's find a way to weave that in there. And so that's, that's in this movie. But in addition to that, um, it really uh, – talks about the concept of masks that we wear for ourselves. And I think if you look at if you look at Facebook or you look at the way we present ourselves, we're always um, trying to cover ourselves with these masks and trying to build a reputation or build something around us to hide who we really are on the inside. And the film points out the dangers of hiding behind masks and really encourage people to, to find uh, the faith and the forgiveness to take their masks off and live out who they really are. So powerful. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for that interview. That was wonderful. Aaron, thank you so much for being with us. And Justin, thank you for talking with Aaron and having an awesome conversation. <laughs> it was yeah. awesome. Thank you. Justin Raven, thank you so much for uh, having me on the show. It was an absolute pleasure to meet you guys. And I hope 
uh, all your fans are able to to watch Beyond the Mask for themselves. Yeah, yes, I will definitely share it with everyone on Facebook and my social media. Mm-hmm. And guys, oh, sure you, you check out Beyond the Mask. It is in select theaters now. And again, Aaron, thank you so much for being with us. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids. Every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Prepare for a journey of epic proportions every week. This journey is a journey of life. It's all about real people, real stories, and real life. Everybody's journey is unique, and we'll focus on books, movies, and interviews with amazing people that hopefully will inspire you to impact the world and others around you. Tune in for the journey. It's going to be a great ride. Join your hosts every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. What does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. 
So right now we are going to be discussing the new movie, Maya the Bee the Movie, and we have with us Kayla. So how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing very well. Glad to have you on the show. Um, so why don't you do us a favor and give a little overview uh, for our listeners of what this movie is all about. The movie Maya the Bee is about a little bee named Maya who wanders around the beehive when she's really not supposed to, asking a bunch of questions and is eager to learn about the beehive. And so she gets in trouble by the queen's assistant, Buzz Lena, and the and Buzz Lena gets so frustrated with Maya asking so many questions, she decides to kick her out of the beehive. And Maya makes a friend named Willie who doesn't want to be alone by himself or doesn't want Maya to be alone, so he follows her out of the beehive and they go exploring the meadow together trying to survive. And while they're trying to survive on their own, they meet a few friends and they learn that some of the insects and the hornets are not as mean and as rude as they were told back at their school. And so while they're gone and out of the beehive, Buzz Lena's trying to make a plan and trying to get rid of the queen bee so she can take over. Oh my goodness. Well, it sounds like a very fun, adventurous, and adorable film. Um, (laughs) It is an animated feature film, so talk to us a little bit about the animation style and the visuals. The animation was really cool because you would think that a bee and a hornet would look a lot they look a lot the same, but they're actually, they, you could see the difference because the bees, they looked a lot fuzzier and cuter, and the hornets looked a lot tougher and stronger than the bees. So you could really tell the differences between all the insects in the movie. I always think it's kind of cool to see how animated films um, take, you know, animals or insects and make them, you know, lifelike and almost human-esque to have them be talking and whatnot. So I think that's really cute that they were able to uh, give these, you know, insects personalities and sort of humanistic traits so you could see their facial expressions and things along that line. Um, So since this is an animated film, talk to me a little bit about the voice actors that uh, play the bees. The voice actors were phenomenal. Phenomenal. They, you could really hear their expression and their in the different tones, and and through throughout the movie. And also, they really were strong about their character, and you could really understand their different personalities. And they were all just so different and unique. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about morals and messages, because as you were saying, um, you know, these two bees, they leave the beehive because they, they're kind of not really being accepted and, you know, tolerated, I guess, in a sense. So they leave and they end up making a lot of friends with people or, you know, insects that they originally were told were, you know, rude or mean. Um, so what do you think that says about, you know, a moral or a message and not judging people based on what you've been told or based on the way they look? Well, there was a lot of different messages and things to learn in this movie. For example, like, don't treat people how you want to be treated. And also, they also learned that it's okay to be different and unique. And that everybody has a purpose in in life. Because they thought they didn't have a place and a role in the beehive. So they thought they were unwanted. But they actually do have an important place. Mm-hmm. And so talk to me a little bit about um, the the friendship and the character development between Willie and Maya. 
Well, at first, Molly and Maya, they weren't, they didn't have any friends. And so when they first met each other in school, Willie was, what thought it was wonderful that Maya already wanted to be her friend since he's the type of person that not everybody's always friends with. So they instantly started bonding. And then Willie was really excited that he finally had a new friend. Mm-hmm. See, I think that's also another really good message where a lot of times people, they think, you know, nobody wants to hang out with them and they're all alone and there's nobody like them. But if you just, mm-hmm. you know, take a look around and branch out a little bit, you'll find that, you know, there are probably lots of people who are like, hey, nobody wants to hang out with me. And if you just get a group of those people to hang out together, then you have a bunch of friends and it's a good time. <laughs> yes. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And today we have been talking about the films Beyond the Mask. Right now we are talking about Maya the Bee Movie, and we previously had a wonderful interview with Aaron Burns, the producer of the film Beyond the Mask. Um, So we are going to continue with our review of Maya the Bee Movie, and we have with us Kayla telling us all about this adorable film, um, which seems like it has a lot of really cool aspects to it, a lot of, you know, friendship and learning new messages and morals. Um, So as you mentioned, there was a certain bee who was trying to take over um, the beehive, were there any messages around that or any, you know, lessons to be learned from that whole ordeal? Yes, there was one message that was don't judge people by their by the cover. Well, don't judge a book by its cover because Buzzlina, she thought that the hornets were just because they were different and they both like pollinate the flowers that they shouldn't be friends and they should be enemies. While the queen on the other hand thought they bees and hornets should be friends and they should all they were should work together. So Buzzlina didn't agree with the Queen, so she just wanted to get rid of her and so she can take over and make her own decisions. So she uh, she devises a plan and almost kills the Queen actually and Oh my goodness. So, so it Willie and Maya actually protect the Queen and end up getting rid of Buzzlina. Oh my goodness, well thank goodness they were there to protect the, the queen and get rid of the enemy. Um, <laughs> do you have a favorite character, or if you were a bee in this beehive, or you know any other insect, who would you be and why? My favorite character is Willie, or, and I would like to be friends with him, because he's one of those bees that is scared of any, everything, and so <laughs> because he's scared of everything, it makes it so funny, and and adventurous to be with him and so yeah he's really cool and he's like a really loyal friend and is not afraid to help people and support Maya and not afraid to tell her when she's wrong well I think that's definitely a good type of friend to have someone who's honest with you and and I always think it's kind of funny when you have friends that are very cautious and kind of afraid (laughs) of things like that (laughs) yeah so do you have a favorite scene in this film or, you know, a few favorite scenes that you enjoyed? Yes. So since Willie is really scared of almost everything, there's one scene when he's really mad at Maya because him and him, him and her get into a fight. He's going back to the beehive and he was afraid of this one frog. And so the frog shows up again and tries to eat sticks out his tongue and tries to eat Willie. But Willie is so frustrated, he just punches the tongue the frog's tongue and it swirls around the frog and so he just starts yelling at the frog and then flies away like he did nothing wrong (laughs) oh my goodness that's really funny (laughs) yeah 
So talk to me a little bit about the soundtrack in the film, because I know a very, very important aspect of any film, but especially animated films and, you know, children's movies, since this is, um, you know, a kid's film, uh, is the soundtrack and the musical score. So talk to me a little bit about that. The soundtrack and the music actually fit really well with this movie. Like, it was, it was perfect, because it, it... It helped tie the movie together in a way, so it made it move. It made the movie feel really complete. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's always a very important thing to have because there's nothing worse than a movie where you know the soundtrack doesn't fit in, or there's yeah. nothing that like ruins a scene more. Um, mm-hmm. But there's also nothing that makes a scene even better when there's like incredible music that ties in perfectly. So I think that's really good that there was a nice balance in this film. Yeah. So, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, this is kind of a children's movie. Um, so, what age rating would you recommend it for? It is rated G, so it is appropriate for all audiences, but who do you think would enjoy it the most? I think the age range is good between four-year-olds to ten-year-olds, because it's really good for little, cur- for little kids to learn a lot of different messages and that is important in life. Mm-hmm. And you don't think it's, you know, any parts of it might be too scary for four-year-olds or anything? You think it's pretty appropriate? Yeah, nothing's really too scary in the mm-hmm. movie. And how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? I would give it three out of five stars. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kayla, for telling us all about Maya the B-Movie. Make sure you check it out. It seems absolutely adorable and seems like a fun time for kids. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Raven Gavani, from Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Network. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kim Blakesley, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We were just talking about Beyond the Mask and Maya the and we had a wonderful interview with Aaron Burns for Beyond the Mask. Now, right now, we're going to talk to Kendall about a wonderful documentary called Iris. How are you doing, Kendall? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Amazing. I'm having a great day. So, Kendall, um, tell us a little bit about this wonderful documentary. Sure. 
Iris is about um, a 94-year-old woman named Iris Apfel, and she starts, she embraces her eye for fashion and style, and she has a very unique style. She dresses up the simplest things with um, big pearl necklaces and large colorful bracelets, and she thinks that every single outfit <laughs> needs to have color, and which is which I love because I love color. And a lot of designers and shoppers really look up to her, and because they love her style and creativity, because it's because it's very unique, and nobody else really does well dresses up their outfits like she does. Well, she sounds like my kind of fashion. Lots of color, big and everything. That sounds so like me. <laughs> and uh, I looked at it. I have not seen this film, but I have seen the trailer. And it looks very interesting because Iris looks like very much of a um, humorous person, but she's also very passionate for what she does. And she, and it really looks like it shows you the world of fashion. So was there anything you learned about um, the fashion business that you didn't know about it? Um, well, she said, well, I learned from her that there are no rules because if there were rules, she would actually be breaking them. That's what she said. And I thought that was very funny, but also true at the same time, because you can go out of the box, you can go big and bold and do whatever you want because it's your style and it's how you would want to wear it. And it's just your preference, and nobody can tell you wrong because it's your opinion. And that's what I love about her. Sounds like she's someone I could get along with. She sounds like someone who's really open-minded and likes to think outside of the box. And that's that sounds so much fun. And she sounds like she's a very wonderful person in this film, in the dark side documentary. So, was it, what was the most interesting um, trait about Iris? Um, she's very funny, actually. She, in the, in this film, she, every once in a while, she would crack a few jokes and just make everybody laugh. And that's what brought, brought a lot of energy to this film. And it made this film come alive, and I love it. I believe that made it easier for the filmmakers to just shoot the cameras and let her go. <laughs> I'm sorry, can you say that one more time? It makes it easier on the filmmakers too because they all have to do is just run the cameras and just let it go. Yes, exactly. So I'm guessing her personality made the interviews with her um, even more entertaining. Yes, she was very entertaining. I was laughing every time, every time she said something. I was, I was just very amused by what she had to say. Now, of of course, with documentaries, especially about a person, they usually get colleagues or friends or family to talk about um, the person that the um, documentary is about. So, what were, the, were there any particularly interesting interviews with people who said stuff about her? Yes. One of the interviews were from, were from her husband, and he would just talk about how most of his money basically goes to her shopping all the time. And he, 
um, doesn't shop for himself, actually. He lets Irish do all the shopping for him and picks out his clothes. <laughs> and that was very interesting. I found that the most interesting interview, actually, because she just he just lets her go shop whatever she, whenever she wants, and she'll just pick out whatever she would want him to wear, and he just wears it. Well, when your wife is pretty much an iconic fashion designer and interior designer, you're going to probably let her do most of the decorating or um, yeah. clothes shopping. So, <laughs> And it, it sounds like a very interesting marriage. You, it never sounds boring at all. No, it's not boring at all. It's very interesting. And, that's sometimes, and those are the best marriage. <laughs> You're listening to Voice America Kids Network I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley And today we're talking about the films Beyond the Mask, Maya and the Bee Mo- Maya the Bee Movie And we had a wonderful interview with the producer of Beyond the Mask, Aaron Burns We're going to continue talking to Kendall about Iris And she's been talking about how it's a wonderful documentary And how Iris, Apple- I'm totally gonna- I'm messing up her last, na- last name Kendall, how do you pronounce her last name again? Iris Apple. App phone. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and uh, how she's a very funny person and her husband said it is a very fun marriage and she picks out most of the clothing. So um, this film was created by a legendary doc- documentarian, uh, Albert Mazo, who's been doing this for quite a while when I do more research and he has done a lot of documentaries. So um, what do you think about the production and the cameras in this film? I thought it was wonderful because I felt like I was actually speaking to Iris and she was just speaking from her heart. And we, in some parts of the movie, we actually got to see her in the store and actually shopping and looking at different things in the stores. And you could actually see what her comments were on particular items and what she would match it with. And it was just very real. And you felt like you were actually with her on this journey. That sounds amazing. And you want, when you're doing a documentary on someone, you want to be as, you want them to be as real as possible in their personality. And when you mention um, her going to shop, go shopping and see how she picks out clothing, that kind of reminds me when I, I see videos of directors going into a whole building full of just um, unlimited supplies of movies and DVDs. And it's funny to see them go around and just kind of pick out movies for them to watch and their particular favorite movies. And these are like big directors like Alfonso Cuaron, um, Guillermo del Toro. And it's, it's really fun to see how their brain ticks. <laughs> yes, it is. So, do you think, like, aspiring fashion designers or interior designers should watch this film for um, tips or just history about an iconic um, person in this profession? Yes. Actually, if um, if you're interested in the fashion industry, you could learn a lot from her. And she's, very, she's a very inspirational woman. And... She just speaks from her heart and she'll tell you what it's like in the fashion industry. But also, if you're not really in the industry, but you're looking for a movie to watch about a lady that still inspires people today, this movie would also be perfect for you, too. Totally agree. And usually when I when I check out films, I love films about people's life. Just 
maybe it's um, more than one person, but just one person just following their life. It's sometimes the most interesting stories and um, entertaining things to watch. So that's I, these are the kind. This sounds like a film I would love to enjoy. Yes, it is. So, um, what would you say the age range for this film is? I would say the age range would probably be from thirteen to eighteen year olds, because there are some scenes where she says a little mature things that younger kids wouldn't really understand or it might not be appropriate for them. But also, I think 13-year-olds and over would really understand where she's coming from and enjoy the movie a lot more. And that sounds good. And I have a friend of mine who wants to get into fashion designing really badly, so I'm probably going to recommend this film to her because this is something, this looks like something that um, she would personally enjoy. Yes, um, I would definitely recommend this movie. He would, he would love it. She. She, I'm sorry. She would love it. I'm sorry. No, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. So, are there any um, messages that, um, like any quick messages that she, that, in, that you got from this film? Yes, um, she said, well, a, a message in this film that I learned was success is um, a sacrifice because Iris really expressed and explained how she really wanted to have kids and have a family, but she also wanted to be successful at the same time. But then she realized she couldn't have it all and she didn't want her kids to be raised by a nanny or somebody else. So she decided to just pursue her career, and and she still thinks that her life has really made a huge impact, and she is very she has accomplished her goal by being successful. Well, it sure looks like she's been she's had a wonderful life, and I and it certainly shows in this film. So thank you so much, Kendall, for talking about this film. Uh, it's been a pleasure as usual. You're welcome. It was a pleasure speaking to you about this film. This film is in theaters July 1st, so please check it out. You're listening to Voice America Kids coming at Voice. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases. And to learn how you too can become a Kids First film critic, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Also, check us out on Huffington Post Teen Section. And you are listening to Voice America Kids. We are produced by Kidstar. We empower kids. Thank you for listening. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. My name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworm. Now from the Kids Are Album of the Month, here is the Wiz Pops and their song, Anglerfish. Teeth clear as glass.
Wisp Pops from the Kidstar Album of the Month. 